Greetings from Pyeongchang. We are recording live from Minnesota. We are not in Pyeongchang.、Oh. We are watching the Olympics currently. Yep.、Um, so if we make any weird exclamations and gasps, it's probably from ice dancing. Yes.、Um, so Olympics are on. Well, we started the week off right by watching Blades of Glory. Correct. To prep. That was our prep for the Olympics. Was watching Blades of Glory. Yep. Classic. Oksana. <laughs> Oksana Bayou. Um, and I've seen the movie enough now that I'm like getting into like the weeds of it. Like I could not figure out who was Strawn's and who was Fairchild, <laughs>、uh, Amy Poehler and Will Arnett's characters. That was the point.、Um, and yeah, just seeing their incestuous energies build throughout the movie is just. I、um, had quite a takeaway from it this time because I have been watching a lot of sports anime lately. Right. And Blaze of Glory hits all of the <laughs> high points of sports anime. Yeah, it's got like the ridiculous like rivals to partners thing. Yeah, it has the ridiculous、um, enemies. Right, it has like the redemption storyline, some sort of like weird magical trick they have、yeah. to do to beat their competition. Coach the, issues. The, co- the like old washed up coach. Yeah, it's it's got all the tropes. Orphans. Orphans. <laughs> like human、past. orphans. Yes. So、uh, that was、uh, an interesting angle to think of it as.、Uh, I'm a Winter Olympics guy, though, is what I realized. Yeah, Summer Olympics are bullshit. Aside from gymnastics. Yeah, when I was little, see, I don't even like gymnastics. Is my is my dark secret. Okay. I would watch figure skating over gymnastics any day of the week. I like both of them. Yeah, but yeah, I feel like as a little kid, I was always really excited about the Summer Olympics. Then they would come, and like I never fell in love with Michael Phelps.、No. I've never really cared about swimming. Like some of the relays are fun. Uh, and then track and field is always the second week in the Olympics, and I I always get bored by track and field. And then watching it from Australia was just it was all crew and equestrian. Yeah, that was all that they played because that、True. was the sports they were good at, and I'm not interested in either of those. Yeah, and like they have tennis and soccer in the Olympics, but they're always like tough to find on TV. And basketball. Yeah, I never get that excited about basketball、no. either. So yeah, winter Olympics.、Mm. I'm all about the weird ski jumping. You like the jumps, yeah, and the, like the snowboarding, yeah, and ice skating. There's so many different ice skatings. And I still, I'm a sucker for downhill skiing though, because slalom or、moguls. I always sort of think like, yeah, I could go that speed if I just went straight. <laughs> okay, we had a ski trip the other weekend, <laughs> and I did black diamonds. A Minnesota black diamonds. They call me Baby Glades is my new Baby nickname. Baby Glades, yeah, yeah,、um, yeah. No, you couldn't do those. I like the don't forget the high diving. That's the other one I like in the summer Olympics.、Uh, yeah, pool diving. Yeah. yeah.、Um, so yeah, we're in the midst of this ice skating team competition, which, which has been very confusing. Pissed me off at first because I was like one com- one competitor from each country for each event. What? Then I finally realized that they meant you know you were competing for your country and you were combining to create like a team of eight or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the biggest bullshit is the Russia Olympic thing. Athletes the Olympic、Russia. athletes of Russia who are not allowed to march in under a team or identify as a team, team, but they're going to win a team medal shortly. Yeah, so that's very silly. I agree that they should be able to compete in the individual events. Like it's not the individuals,、uh, individual Olympians' faults if they're. People from their country doped. Sure, but having to compete as a team when they're just meant to be、yeah. like a mishmash of athletes is a bit silly for to me. That being、yeah. said, I was really impressed by that girl's free program today. Yeah, no, the Russian ice skaters are are fantastic.、Uh, some of the Americans have been shaky. I feel like in all sports, there's like been so much talk about how nervous the Olympics make people. Yeah, 
And I don't know, I'm sort of torn about it. Like, yes, if you have balls of steel, speaking for men, I guess, specifically, um, and you can just, like, you know, laugh in the face of all this pressure and do your best, that's amazing, but I kind of want, like, an even playing field for everyone. I don't want, like, it to be so impacted by shaky knees and... But that's the point. It's the mental fortitude. Like, a lot of it's not who can do the best jumps alone in their training center. It's who has the mental toughness to be able to do it on the world stage. I just feel so bad for all of them. Like, it's just a race Just like ring. Yuri on ice. That like, was Yuri's biggest problem. Yeah. He was the best at jumps in his artistry, but he couldn't get past the pressure of doing a competition. It's the same size rink. It's the same type of ice. It's just yeah, a Yeah, but you can say symbol. the same thing about the Super Bowl. How many kicks did they miss last I know. week because of nerves? Drinking just... leftover cider from the Super Bowl right now. <sighs> okay, so... Are we going to just skip past the Super Bowl and just go straight into our Oh, picks? right. We recorded before the Super we Bowl. We did, the day before. Yes, the Twin Cities have calmed down. Um, and we yeah. lost. Moving on. Yeah, it was the, a fun game. The I, best part of the mm, Super Bowl, two good parts. Yeah. Best commercial was someone who was probably my, one of my most hated people on earth. Yeah, I assumed when he came on you were going to shut off the television. Um, Eli Manning doing the dirty dancing lift with what's his face. Uh, yeah, I shouldn't know his name, but Odell um, Beckham. Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, look at you. Look at you. Uh, that was incredible. That commercial was the best commercial because he's he's making fun of himself. Yeah, and how awkward and he how is. And how awkward yeah. he is, and I appreciated it. Even though you've never seen Dirty Dancing, so probably, no. you probably lost a little bit but of I've you. seen the dance at least 300 times <laughs> in different parodies. Yes. And um, trying to frantically buy tickets last minute while I was yeah. in my pajamas was It's like the most adrenaline I've had in a long time. And it was more fun than the actual game. Yeah, no, we spent the whole first quarter on StubHub trying to add tickets to our cart as they were dropping in price and then having them disappear oh man still processing i had a, we had that I had we a had spinning it. spinning spinner <sighs> so my other big news this week yeah is or not news i should say i haven't gotten into news yet but no. my other big thing of note is that i gave up on a very popular book you did you did it did not finish my like hardly started <laughs> my one of my book clubs I'm in to try and be social yep. is reading Wild. And I kind yeah. of like agreed with the choice and they were discussing choices. Well, yeah, this club is a, a, a women and wine book club. Yeah, so they're pretty laissez-faire about actually reading the books. And one of the other girls suggested Wild. And I was like, oh, that's been on my to-read list. Saw new the Year, movie. New Start. Yeah. Saw the movie. Um, got like literally two chapters in and was like, I can't do it. It has the most memoir of memoirs. Yeah, you read styles. me. You read me a selection, and yeah, it's it's just a memoir, it's and you hate so memoir. So reflective and pretentious, <laughs> and just tell me the goddamn story of her getting lost in the desert. I don't care about the leaves changing and her metaphors about fireworks and yeah, her broken marriage because of her mom dying. Like, yeah, I don't care about any of that. Yeah, the only. The, did you get to the part where she changed her name? That's like the most interesting part of her story. I think no. Well, she changes her name to Strayed because she strayed from her marriage. And that was the punish- really? that was the punishment she put on herself. See, I think she's just a strange person. Th- it seems like it, yeah. But yeah, her kind of tone of looking back on her life and uh, trying to be reflective about herself but still not being very self-aware, yeah. I couldn't do it. Like two chapters right. in, I was Go like, watch the this movie. is a 300-page book. I'm not going to enjoy this. You get all those emotions out of it and you get to look at Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. So it's I had like around. two weeks of me supposedly quote-unquote reading that book where I was just staring at it on the table because I didn't actually <laughs> want to read it. And I was like, I'm just going to give up She's on just it. mounted him. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord. 
These ice dancing, oh, these sets, Sometimes? especially at the end, I call it the 69. <laughs> 69 spin. The 69 spin. They always end up in some sort of sexual <laughs> Well, that's position. the joke in Blades of Glory when he's upside down. Yes, <laughs> they, that's, that's a real move. Uh, yeah, I, I'm Iron often Lotus. impressed by the ice dancers, but then they do some weird shit like that <laughs> dolphin little mermaid over the, over the head toss thing that just, I understand why we're, people make fun of We're in the them. next Johnny and Tara, clearly. Clearly. Um, without um, the outfits, though. Yeah, they don't know that. True. They don't know that I'm in leggings and Okay, are we ready for good news, bad news, boo! Sure. From Pyeongchang! I have a couple of Olympic good newses. Go for it. One you already spoiled. You saw it earlier today. But this egg story. <laughs> I love a good egg kind story. Of a weird news, but it can be your good yeah, news. Yeah, no, it, it deserves to be in weird news probably. So what was it, Norway? Uh, I think so, Team Norway. Yeah. So they had every team has to put in their, their food order for uh, like the Olympic Village, I guess, for what their athletes will eat for the two and a half weeks, whatever. And they have a lot of athletes for the yeah, Winter Olympics. Yeah, true. Norway was one of the big ones. the cross-country that um, we watched this yeah, morning. Yeah, Snowathon or whatever they call it. Uh, Skithon. So, yeah, they put in their order and they had to translate into the Korean characters for numbers. And apparently the numbers between 1,500 and 15,000 are quite similar. So they ended up ordering 15,000 <laughs> eggs for like a dozen people over two weeks. It wasn't a dozen people. It like, was, what was it, like 30 people like maybe? Couple, no, they had like 100 athletes. Oh, they did? But still. So yeah, that's like 150 eggs <laughs> for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that's fun. Language barriers, yay. The other one, I don't have much um, connection to my alma mater, but BU made a little bit of history because... Well, in the men's ice hockey, normally the NHL players come to the Olympics. Yeah. But there was a big argument last year, and so they didn't come because okay. the, the owners didn't want them to risk getting injured over there. The players didn't want to miss out on that season and have their season be so long, so they didn't even bother coming. So the men's team is made up of mostly of college and amateurs. I saw a lot of BC players, I thought. Well, so BU is sending the first ever African-American hockey player on the men's side for the nice. u.s yeah ever or for the u.s for the u.s the first one to ever represent usa nice. jordan greenway that's kicking butt at bu story. right now and then mamie Ma mame yeah the speed skater we haven't seen her yet but i'm super excited for yeah. her no i saw that wasn't a short she the first african-american woman for speed skating speed skating could be she is mm. and um, i was just excited because yeah. we just saw um what was her name Ma Mari? Mariah something? Yeah. Yeah, the triple axel. Yes. Yeah. Mariah something. Do the triple axel for the first uh, U.S. woman to land a triple Dude, axel in, in the, the Olympics. Olympics. Yeah. All right, so that's my good news. Um, my good news, I have two kind of... All my news are a little bit um, superficial this week, and I think I'm okay with that. That's fine. Um, first good news is that Dunkin' Donuts is getting rid of their styrofoam cups. I did see that, yeah. They're, they're um, cycling them out. Which is really nice because styrofoam takes a very, very long time to break down and is you mm -hmm. can't recycle it at all. So it's just a lot, a lot of waste. So they're going to be cycling those out. That's good. To some sort of uh, biodegradable paper cup, I think I saw. Yeah. Instead of styrofoam. Um, the other good news is that, did you see the space um, craft news? Elon Musk, yes. No, 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 no. Oh, Fuck that, mm -hmm. no. He shot a car into space. Don't give a I'm shit about so that. I'm so torn up about that. Don't give a shit about that. Uh, 
I feel so low about myself based on, like, Elon Musk has, like, eight companies. Yeah, and what is he doing to help anyone? Shooting a car into space? Yeah, everyone's acting like, everyone's, everyone on the internet was like, you're going to look back on this on 20 years and be like, this was the start of it all. Eh, I'm not so sure. I don't know about that, but I, I do think it is a bit of a contrast when it's like, you know, people can't get health insurance and people are being kicked out of the country yeah. while their children are getting cancer treatments and all this. And yeah. then it's it's like we shot a car into space for publicity. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, what is the actual rocket news? Um, That the furthest picture away from Earth ever taken has been taken. Furthest picture of Earth or any picture taken away from Earth, you're saying? A picture taken that's been transmitted back to Earth. Okay. 3.9 million kilometers away? Hold on, let me pull it's it up. Gonna, I have the number. Is there a light year... Um, um 3.79 billion miles away from Earth. Wow. So the New Horizons spacecraft. It's a real boring picture. It's a real boring picture. <laughs> um, but it's showing different objects in the Kuiper Belt, which is um, all the asteroids around our solar system. I believe you. So it's 3.79 billion miles away from Earth. We have seen something hmm. almost 4 billion miles away from us. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. You don't seem that impressed. Should have taken a selfie. It's really cool. Okay. Um, my bad news is... Yeah. Um, did you hear that Best Buy is getting rid of CDs? I did, yeah. And Target is like only going to offer them online or something like that? What was Target's news? Um, they were doing something with They're going to change just like to like only ship when they need them. So they're just not going to see many in store and they'll just ship them if there's demand for them, I think. Yeah, so that was... I still look at CDs on occasion. There are only certain musicians that I'll get CDs for. Yeah. But I still I like I bought you CDs. a few CDs to keep in the car, which doesn't make a lot of sense because we connect our phones. Uh, yes, but... it does because that five-minute ride in the morning is torture with talk radio. Yeah, and it takes a while for our phone to connect The only stuff. option yeah. is country. Yep. There's a couple country songs I actually know and enjoy now. This is what yeah. Minnesota has done to wow. me. Wow. Um... But other than that, it's very frustrating. So this for that five-minute ride... some Strawns and Fairchild going yeah, on. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the Marilyn Monroe dress. Just going to start coughing up pills in a second. <laughs> um, so for that five-minute ride, I'm listening to Darren's new CD, yeah. his EP. Yeah. Um, and you got me the other CD for Christmas that I need to open still. That's in yeah. the car. So um, my other bad news, you must have heard about the Doritos, right? There's Doritos for women? Yes. Yeah. Lady-friendly Doritos that are not as crunchy. What the fuck? The, first of all, the you whole they point... they make less of a mess? Make or? less of a noise and a mess. Oh, wow. Because they, like, got comments that especially women didn't like to have it all messy and crunchy when they were eating Doritos. Wow. First of all, the whole the crunch is the whole fucking point of Doritos. Yeah. I crave that cr fake yeah. food crunch. Crunch with your lunch. Second point is, anyone who is worried about looking ladylike... It's just not going to eat the fucking Doritos. Yeah, you shouldn't be trying to, like, appeal to, like, a posh Who's like, oh, I'm on my way to the Cotillion Ball. I'm going to grab some Doritos. Yeah. Like, this is bullshit. Wow. So, I keep seeing all these funny um, commentary on it that's like, we want equal pay. Oh, you want quieter Doritos? No, we want equal pay. Oh, you want pink <laughs> pens? No, we want equal pay. Oh, you want Reba McIntyre as Colonel Sanders? <laughs> it's like, no, just stop abusing us and give us the same money. Time's up, Colonel Sanders. Yes! Time's up, crunchy Doritos. Like, yeah. that is not the point. Wow. So, yeah, just missing the mark on, on feminist oh. products that have no reason to be, that were not, just not necessary at all. Yeah. Okay. Did you get your superficial anger out? Yeah. Um, so I'm torn about my other story to talk about. Okay. Amazon Whole Foods. 
The update now is that they're going to be basically rolling out prime shipping for Whole Foods. You're going okay. to be able to order any product from Whole Foods and get it delivered to you in two hours. Two instead of hours. two days for free if you're a prime subscriber. Two hours. See, that to me is a dream come true. I hate the grocery store. I love the grocery store. I'm okay. so torn. Whole Foods is my one exception because I do enjoy going to Whole Foods Walking through, yeah. compared to other grocery stores. But the act, I like going to Whole Foods when I'm just like, let's see what I want for a snack today. I do not like going as my normal grocery order. I hate you hate shopping. regular grocery shopping. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't... Yeah, you're going to be able to order your regular groceries and get it in two hours. That seems, like, unnecessary to me. Two hours seems a little bit crazy, though. I plan my grocery shopping out, like, a couple days in advance. Like, and I'm like, okay, fine. Two hours isn't necessary to me. It either needs to be, like, a day yeah. or 20 minutes. Like, if I'm cooking dinner and I forget something... Get, come give me this, come yeah. Come give me it now. Yeah. Who's going to say, oh, I really need this in 90 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. I guess you could do it, like, at work and have it there when you get home for dinner but like i it almost seems to either need to be shorter or longer like two hours seems too long of a window if you're cooking something immediately yeah but too short if you're just like doing your grocery order for the week it just seems like a waste to me in terms of think of how many drivers they're gonna have to employ now and that's just not that's not good for the environment and you can pay like extra eight dollars for one hour shipping like, I guess that's what you're talking about if you're like, I need this for my party coming up. Yeah, or if you're like, decide on a dinner recipe and you don't have everything and you don't want to But yeah, I mean, it's going to have to be very selective in terms of like, the Twin Cities isn't on the first list of ones going to be available, but if you're outside of like well, a 30 mile radius? range, then I don't see how you could possibly guarantee that. That's weird. So yeah, I mean, the Amazon takeover has done some good things, but I'm a little bit worried. I'm a little worried. Next it'll be drones delivering it. Probably. Okay, we've we've done our short program. Yeah, we're, time for our free I feel program. like we're yeah we're like a pairs right now. You said earlier you would not pair skate with me. When did I say that? I said, would you be my? Would you learn to skate to be my pairs partner? You said no. No, I said no. Not. But later on that night, someone did a move where they li you know lifted their right leg over the person's head, <laughs> I said, and I said, let's me. go practice. We're not iron lotusing. No way. No. Okay. So main segments. While we're free watching program. skating. Yeah. Very appropriate. Oh yeah, we did line this up perfectly. We did. So our our movie. Mm -hmm. I Tonya. No. What was I gonna say? Oh, oh Mary, Mary, no, screw up the intro. Oh Tonya, Tonya and her mom, and so much abuse. Okay, so our movie this week is I Tonya. Um. Oh my gosh, the Americans are looking a little bit nervous. Yeah. Is this the Americans going on? Uh, no, they were going fourth. So yeah, this is... This is them? No. No, it's not. Um, so, what did you think of I, Tonya? It's kind of a quirky I, Tonya. movie. Do you want to I give a summary? It. Or should I give um, a little bit of a summary? Well, from the sexist perspective, Margot Robbie is still very hot. She doesn't really flaunt it in this movie because it's all... Was it 80s, I guess? Yeah, and she's meant... She, like, has braces and bad bangs and stuff. And is, like, a self-proclaimed... And wears rabbits. Uh, redneck. So, yeah. yeah, wears rabbit coats. Um... So I really enjoyed it. Like, some of the other movies we've talked about recently, uh, Lady Bird, and what other ones didn't I like? Star Wars. Um, well, Star Wars entertained Thor. me for most of the time, but, like, I was entertained by this one from start to finish. I didn't love it all, but I, I didn't regret my two hours spent watching it. And I didn't have to, like, I felt like Lady Bird, like we talked about, I was kind of, like, trying to like it. Yeah. Whereas this one is very interesting to watch. I don't know. I wouldn't say that I enjoyed it. Mm. I was confused. 
You were confused. Just by the, the storytelling of it. Well, right. It's kind of mockumentary um, to a certain degree. I feel like I watched most of it with a little bit of a head tilt, being like, I don't quite know how to what to take from this. Yeah. I mean, it's presented as kind of a comedy. But it's like a, uh, what do they call it? Tragic comedy or a dramedy? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's more of a tragedy than a comedy, really. Yeah, but still, but the tone is like kind of not tongue slapstick, but yeah, tongue in cheek, I guess. So it, for anyone who doesn't quite know about it, because I guess it's that was a weird move. Yeah. Um, I guess it's not wasn't in super wide release or not at first at least. Uh, not at first, yeah. Um, so it's basically the story of Tanya Harding, Harding but not just the Nancy Kerrigan incident. Right, like it's pretty much her going whole back, life. Yeah, it's pretty much her whole life from when she's like a toddler. Yeah. Um. So the major players are her mom, Alice and Janney. Yeah, fabulous. Yes, terrible mother, <laughs> terrible <laughs> yeah. human terrible being, terrible human but being, terrific acting, terrific job. acting. Uh, her boyfriend Sebastian Stan. Yeah. Um, terrible mustache and oh, terrible yeah. and terrible human being. Yeah. And her boyfriend's best friend slash later her bodyguard. Oh God. <laughs> uh, st- what's his name? Stan. Self-employed. Or I'll look up some of the other names. You keep explaining it. Um, and then her coach, I suppose. Yeah. So it's the coach storyline was probably one of the weaker be- bits. Yeah. So it starts off as her childhood, and like she's really close with her dad because her mom's a little bit um, scary. Yeah. And her dad leaves her mom and leaves her kind of alone. Um, her mom puts her in ice skating lessons because she's really good at ice skating, but kind of yeah. berates her the whole way and a little bit like seems to like resent her for needing to be at ice skating and forcing her yeah. to pay for it and, and stuff. then she so, wants credit later on in the movie like I, you know how much i sacrificed but she never seems proud or excited she never claps for her she pays yeah. off that guy to taunt her it's like it's, it's a such very a um i don't even want to say tough love because that's not a very good representation of yeah <laughs> they're miming again um <laughs> not a very Heather loves jazz and I don't, those are my least two favorite things in ice skating the only thing worse than jazz is miming <laughs> That was so funny. Um, uh, so, the, sorry, just to clear up the characters. So, yeah, Jeff is the boyfriend. Sean is the weird bodyguard. I was said Stan. Sean. Okay. Yeah. So, um, she gets better and better, but she's, like, kind of at a disadvantage from the other girls because she's very poor, like, yeah. redneck. Like, they literally shoot their own dinner kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, and she one of the biggest issues her is her costumes. Yeah, yeah, she has to make her own costumes and can't really afford nice costumes and nice makeup and hair and stuff like the other girls. Yeah. So she is always underscored, even though she's more athletic and um, is shown to be better than the other athletes. So she has this horrible boyfriend who is really supportive, but also very abusive at the same time. Right. So the middle of the movie is like at least six or seven scenes of domestic abuse. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that they didn't, like kind of like sugarcoat it and try to hide it or just try to avoid yeah. that part of it because it is quite a big um, factor in, in how she grows up and how she yeah. is as a person. But it also was a little bit gratuitous at times. It's like, yeah. okay, it by the sixth time we get it that he's beating her. Yeah. Like it, it was hard to keep watching her getting, getting right. shit on by her mom and her boyfriend. And yeah, it's not that you want, you know, like you said, them to sugarcoat the story. But at the same point, you know, the movie wasn't making some grand point about domestic abuse, so did they really have to emphasize it so, so much? I just thought that once it hit a certain point, it wasn't adding any yeah. any more um, emotional or anything to the narrative yeah. like by the eighth and ninth time. Right. And I know that it was showing that she kept going back because she felt she needed him to support her. She didn't know how to live on her own. She needed kind of to present yeah. a certain... A certain um, 
picture to the rest of the country if she yeah. wanted to be an Olympian. But yeah, some of that just got a little bit hard to watch. It should be hard to watch. Yeah. But yeah, I think it was just a little bit too many of those scenes. So yeah, and and part of the odd part about the movie is that it's all based on different people's stories about what happened. See, so I liked that They're part open about that right from the beginning, saying, you know, this is a... Unreliable a, narrative. Right, a combination of a lot of, not rumors, but a lot of unconfirmed... And just a lot of um, different different perspectives. Biased perspectives, biased perspectives yeah. exactly. And they are yeah. open about that it's biased. So I liked that. I liked right. that it wasn't like trying to be like, here's the final story, here's what we've decided. It was yeah. very much, um, like, here's all these different people's takes on it and you yeah. can kind of choose which one you want to believe or which bits and pieces are going to work for you. Right. And then the final third of the movie obviously gets into what most people probably go into it waiting to see, which is all the Nancy Kerrigan drama. And I definitely misremembered a lot of that. We were very young yeah. when that went down. Yeah. But I... I remember her yelling after getting... I thought she got stabbed and she was yelling a lot and I thought she may have died. I thought... I it, like, was a baseball bat, like, and yeah. I thought it, like, broke her knee. Shattered. Or yeah. a hammer or something. Like, I thought it absolutely broke her leg. Like, I remembered it breaking her leg and she never skated again. It's like, yeah. the, how I, and I don't know if that's the media, um, kind of radicalizing it. Yeah. Or if that's just, as a little kid, you just remember it very dramatically and don't remember yeah. the details, but. The other confusing bit for me was about how the Olympic years shifted. So, like, there were yeah. two within two years, which I had never, never knew. Well, it used to be all the Olympics were in the same year. In the yeah. same year, and then they decided to switch winter and summer. Right. So that's what let Tanya Harding get, like, Even sort of one more chance. Yeah. yeah. So she didn't think she would ever have a chance again, and she was able to have that chance because of the way it shifted. Yeah. So, yeah, I just... Uh, I feel very, very bad. As an athlete, I cannot even imagine someone trying to sabotage you like that. Like, And I only worked medium hard as an athlete in terms <laughs> of like a high school athlete or, yeah. you know, playing softball in Australia or whatever. But I cannot imagine like your whole life is that sport and then someone going out of their way to sabotage you mm -hmm. is uh, I just like horrendous to even think about. But yeah. at the same time, the fact that she still competed at the Olympics and it was like weeks before the Olympics and she had enough time to like recover yeah. a decent amount it made me feel slightly bad that it was um the way that it was portrayed because i really thought she was like you know forever crippled yeah and um, i thought tanya harding had done it when i used to hear the yeah. stories so who do you believe whose version do you believe um i don't know i mean the character the guy who plays Sean, I, I'm assuming, like, they showed a short clip of the real guy after, so it seems like he's, like, an accurate depiction of him. Um, so he clearly is not with it. A good it. character. <laughs> yeah, he seems to have some psychosis or some right. uh, paranoia or what have you. Yeah, so Delusions, I totally believe that he went off the deep end and orchestrated I, a lot of this I on think, his own. I think, I, yeah, I think I believe that... Tanya was a little bit complicit in knowing they were going to do something. Try to scare her or do something. Yeah, and she just kind of either was ignorant to it or or intentionally egged that on. Yeah. And that maybe the boyfriend had something to do with that as well. Yeah. But, yeah, I how much she knew, I guess, is always, always the question. Right. Like, did she know enough to make her complicit? Which I think, yes. I think the answer is yes. Like, mm. she knew that they were going to do something that was illegal. Yeah. And that in itself is a problem, but... I don't think, like, as as a skater herself, I don't think she could be cruel enough to want no. to 
hurt someone else's body when she knows how hard that she's worked. Yeah. So I like to think that, especially because they went out of the way in the movie to kind of say that they were friendly rivals and stuff like that. Like, I, I don't like to think that she would have purposely injured an athlete when she understands the dedication it takes to get your body a certain way and 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 how happy she was to be able to go back to the olympics when she didn't think she'd have the chance like to intentionally take that away from someone i i don't want to i don't want to believe that she could do that that she could be capable of that yeah so it's definitely an interesting story it's tough to find someone within the movie to root for i mean tanya is sympathetic in a lot of respects but in other ways she's crass and annoying and and but i I guess I liked the message of, like, not having to fit a certain mold, yeah. though. Because, like, as a an athlete growing up, like, in high school and stuff, I definitely had issues of how feminine do you have to be and sure. how uh, versus being athletic. And I think every girl kind of goes through that at some point of, like, you feel like you don't quite fit in with the other girls because you don't wear makeup or you don't do this or don't do that. Yeah. Um, so I, I really liked the... Tell me about the, I really liked the message of, like, be yourself to some extent. Like you shouldn't have to fit some arbitrary mold in order to succeed in a certain field or a certain sport. So I liked that aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is hard to watch her being so much better than the other competition and being criminally underscored. Yeah. And we were watching that a little bit with today is like Mm. the way they do the scoring is bullshit. Yeah. Um, And it is very subjective. About how it just matters how many spins you try to do, even if you fall, as long as you try to do more spins. And like the artistry score, like watching it, it seems very obvious as a viewer. Some of them are much more fluid and artistic on the ice. And then the scores don't always reflect that. So So yeah, I'm going to launch my new career. I'm going to try to do a quint. I'm just going to try to attempt to do four quints in a program. And then I'm pretty much guaranteed to win. I'm going to jump off from rafters, wherever I have to jump from. I've got some work to do, but I got four years now. Um, 2022. So my other big takeaway was that you're going to complain about the CGI. I am going to complain about that. the CGI, yeah. especially after we rewatched Blades of Glory. <laughs> the CGI in that was less distracting than CGI in I, Tanya. Yeah, it didn't bug me that much. It really bugged me. Hmm. It really bugged me. I mean, Marco Robbie does know how to skate, so it wasn't all fake. But the spins, the CGI yeah. specifically for the spins, and this is after having watched Blades of Glory recently, and yeah. also Yuri on Ice, which is animated, so it's cheating. Yeah. But it's just like the skating was so beautiful in that. Yeah. And I, I was very distracted by the CGI. Okay. It, it like took me out of the moment, because mm-hmm. I was just thinking, well, that's bad CGI. Not, wow, look at Tony Harding landing a triple axel. I was just like, oh, that CGI was terrible. Okay. I also didn't... It didn't work for me to have Margaret Rob- Roby as Tanya at, like, 14 or whatever. Yeah. They probably need one more actress for a couple of those scenes. And I, I know that some of, that there were a decent amount of scenes when she was in high school and some of the yeah. formative scenes, so they wanted it. And she was only, like, 18 in the Olympics or whatever, 20. Yeah. So I understand that they didn't want there to be a dramatic jump between a, a, an actor. Yeah, but they had her in the high school scenes with braces. And with it was braces just, yeah. and bangs and, like, trying to make it look like she was awkward in 14 and she's, like, an Australian sex symbol. Yeah. So that, I found, was a little bit distracting as well. I wasn't really buying her as, mm. as young as she was. Because I think when you look back and watch some of the actual TV clips of her at that time, she was so young. She yeah. was, like, what, 18 or 20? Yeah. So it, I think it's easy to think of them as being adults but then when you watch like watching the olympics now or watching back some of the clips like they were really really young Mm -hmm. they were teenagers basically and i think that um changes the viewing of it a little bit too and yeah so it was a good acting performance it wasn't i don't think it was like oscar winning worthy but Mm -hmm. we'll see we gotta do our oscars preview sometime sure 
All right. Should we break for uh, an advertisement? Do we have black apron? Do we have what? I got a blue apron thing today, and I don't know why. Okay. I got a mail some yesterday in the mail from. Everyone's them. trying to ship food to everyone's house. Gosh. Um. So if you would like to track the books that you read, try and find some new books, um, track Complain your about books list. that you hate or you didn't finish. Yes. Um, then you can get a free book digits account, B-O-O-K-D-I-G-I-T-S dot com. Woo. And see how you're doing on your reading goals. See if you can get to the diamond status. I'm way behind this year. Hmm. Not good. And start reading books and then decide you hate them and take them off your to-read list. Yep. That's the dream. So, our book that we're talking about today... Yes, because children love books. Children love the books. Um, is Young Jane Young. Recommendation from me. So, book that you read. Yep. I think it was already I in my favorite I seeked it list, out from the library. Sought it out? Sought it out. Is sought the best sense of seek? Seeked? He seeked... No, you can... He seeked a higher devotion. He sought higher... Yeah, it might be right. Yeah. Anyways, um, so it is by Gabrielle Zevin. Zevin, yeah. Uh, so I have read another book of hers. You have not. Mm-mm. I read the storied life of A.J. Fickery, yep. which is about like a bookseller and this something happens, some tragedy happens in his life and then there's a baby involved and it was okay. It was very much like a book about books, which mm, I'm skeptical there's of. There's plenty of those. Yeah. Um, a book about a bookseller. Ooh. <laughs> so it was fine, but it wasn't life-changing sure um so this book do you want to give the sequel or uh the summary summary sure so young jane young uh it's told from a few different perspectives but the core story is about a a political scandal pretty much so it's about a congressman from florida his district Mm -hmm. is miami i think right Mm -hmm. um and so the story goes that he begins a relationship with one of his interns um, that gets quite serious, and there's a car accident, and the information gets leaked out, and they have to confront the scandal. And so the congressman turns out fine in it, really. He, per usual. Yeah. He keeps his, his office and does just fine, and the female who's... Is shunned and blackballed. Yeah. And... What's her real name? Not Jane. In Aviva. Aviva. Yeah. Aviva Grossman. Yeah. So she is, yeah, like you said, she is torn to shreds in the media and everything and has to... Can't get a job because she has bad morals. Right. And she's still only like 19 at this point in college. Um, So I guess we can run through the different perspectives. The first quarter of the book is told through the girl's mother... Most of it is like sort of in after. the past tense. Yeah, so she's talking uh, after the scandal so is broke. It's in present tense, but yeah. reflecting, reflecting on, on the past events. Thing. Yeah. Um, so we can analyze the sections after, but then section two is, well, it's first presented as just Jane Young, and then pretty soon you can figure out that it's the same person, yeah. the, the, the woman who was uh, engaged in the scandal. So it's her now present tense where she's living in Maine. Maine, right. Leading a new life under a new name with a pretty funny daughter. 
So the next one is her daughter. Yeah. Who was my favorite. It was told in a lot of in forms of letters. To her section was entirely in a pen pal. Yeah. Email trans transmission. But I'm a sucker for epistolary kind of yeah. stories and for like spunky young girls. So I liked that. Yeah. Then the fourth one is short, but you get a flavor of the congressman's wife. Correct. Kind of playing the Hillary Clinton. Yes. My husband is a scoundrel, sex-obsessed addict, but I will stay with him. Yeah. And then the last section is kind of a choose-your-own-adventure. Mm. Um, that's a you uh, second, second person. person. yeah. And it is takes you actually back through the scandal and of yeah. all the different choices that she made that led to what happened in the end. Yes. And then it ties back into her present tense in... In Maine, where she has decided to run for mayor. So now she's getting into politics after having politics ruined her life. Yes, that she basically spent her whole life running from the scandal and now decides to face it head on because it's worth it to yeah. try and uh, get back to some of her original goals. So it's a very solid novel from start to finish. I gave it a B, which it's is a very well respectable... Yeah. It's got a good story. It's got good pacing. And I'm always impressed when um, you can make very distinctive uh, narrative voices for different characters. Yep, true. Because that is a struggle. And I think you notice in some books when they try to have multiple narrators and you can't yep. even tell without looking at like the name at the beginning of the chapter, you can't tell mm -hmm. who's narrating. And there was not a problem with that. In Definitely. This. It was very distinct and um, well written all throughout, but very obvious changes of the different narrators. Right. And yeah, coming into it, I was like, oh, this is just going to be a Washington scandal story. Like, there were plenty of real ones in the news. Like, what Especially could be, lately. Right. What could be special about this fictional one? But it is presented in such a creative way that it's, really, it's a really good read. But for me, the first section was my favorite, and each one sort of tailed off a little bit for me. Yeah, I would say actually that the mom did have the most distinct personality yeah. and the most distinct voice. Um, it really reminded me of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Okay. Because that's a very Jewish family. Right. Um, and that kind of goes through a scandal mm -hmm. as well. In this case, the husband is cheating on the main character. Yeah. Um, so it reminded me a lot of that. Interesting. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of the Jewish culture kind of thing in it, which, you know, works for some people and doesn't for others but yeah i thought the mother character was was pretty hilarious and i was glad that they did the perspective of elspeth the um mayor's wife yeah, congressman's, the congressman's wife because yeah. i thought that was an interesting um perspective and kind of show that aviva or jane or whatever you want to call her was not mm. the only one that suffered with this thing like of course there's yeah. quite a lot of um casualties bystander casualties yeah. as well um and kind of to go into a little bit her choice of staying with her husband, even though she knows that he cheats on her and mm -hmm. um, kind of what effect that has had on her life and her goals as well, because it talks a lot about Jane's goals and how her life had to change. But uh, it seems like the same thing happened with the wife as well for her decision. So, yeah. so that's like every decision fine. has a consequence. Um, so you really liked the, the epistolary section. She was hilarious. I thought in her earlier section and then she just didn't quite ring true to me. Like, she's supposed to be in eighth grade, and in some ways she seemed like she was acting like she was five, and in some ways she was acting like she was 19. Um, it didn't bother me that much. It, what did bother me was her seemingly justified, like, hatred. I thought that was kind of a little bit of a forced choice to make the narrative work. You're saying when she finds out the truth about her mom? When she finds she out the truth know, about her yeah. mom. And I understand that her and her mom are very close because it's just the two of them. Yeah. And she um, has always kind of treated, the mom has always kind of treated Ruby as an adult. 
And then to find out that she was lied about something really big like that, I can yeah. see why that would be really hard for her to swallow. But at the same time, like, her reactions and just her, her the level of her anger yeah. threw me off a little bit. Right. It's like... She seems very rational in the beginning of it. And I understand, like, a, a middle grade or teenage girl yeah. isn't always going to have the most logical or... Uh, easy to follow decisions. Yeah. But at the same time, it seemed like it was just off the deep end so that she could go. Yeah. And make a big dramatic scene. Yeah. And make a scene and and kind of lead to the next narration. So that did feel a little bit forced to me. Okay. Um, the biggest thing that I was upset about of the whole book, Mm -hmm. is how quickly she abandons her work friend. Which which character? The you point of view, the second person. Oh yeah. She has the work friend. I don't even care if she didn't want to like date him. Like you keep your work friends. Like work is miserable if you don't have people there that you look forward to seeing and friends that you can kind of commiserate with after work and complain. Because at that point in the book, you still don't know who Ruby's father is. So I was maybe that was part of the thing. Is that like you were supposed to guess maybe it was that work friend they got back together oh i didn't even care about i wasn't even thinking of it from that aspect i was just thinking of it as like girl there's one you've said that there's one person who like makes your work bearable and likes you and like appreciates you and knows about your future and stuff like how dare you keep abandoning him for this awful guy if you want to have like relations with this senator whatever congressman go ahead but don't abandon your work friend i was that like she was kind of a questionable character as it was with yeah. with some of the choices that she made but that was the one thing that I was really like I don't like you was that choice yeah. like I am someone who's very loyal and if I say I'm going to do something I'm going to do it and especially friends wise so that part really bugged me I could not relate to that at all yeah I really didn't like the last section the way it did have to go back and fill in all of the blanks about the scandal and how it led to it like you got the point from all the rest of the perspectives. It seemed like overkill to See, me. See, I disagree with you. I actually liked the second person section because I liked seeing... I guess I'm kind of like a black and white person about something. So I mm-hmm. liked seeing that, like this choice or that choice. Like I kind of liked seeing all the ways it branched off and yeah. all the ways she could have made a different choice. Mm-hmm. So I agree that maybe all the details weren't necessary, but I really liked the kind of the jumping off point of the choose your own adventure style of mm-hmm. like all the different ways her life could have gone differently if she had picked a different thing at that junction. So yeah. I liked it kind of like displayed as different junctions that led to that final decision. Fair enough. But yeah, I just was very upset that she abandoned her work friend. Okay. And Any um, other parting thoughts on this book? Well, it is a very relevant one to read. Obviously this person, um, the author couldn't have known uh, about the kind of, cultural reckoning that would happen with sexual assault but it is very relevant to read nowadays because it is often what happens is that the woman gets blamed and the man gets off scot-free and keeps his job and whatever although yeah in this context it's it's consensual from all correct perspectives correct it it, yeah i don't want to you're correct that was a little bit of a bad way to explain it it was not sexual assault but it was certainly some sort of abuse of power yeah yeah yeah. uh, in inappropriate power dynamics. Yeah, true. Um, and just the fact that the woman is, you know, blacklisted and scorned and the man gets away with right. it no, um, is very frustrating and a little bit too realistic sometimes. Yeah. Um, so it is very relevant to read with what's going on nowadays. Yep. Um, I also felt like this book would like my book. 
Yes. We don't talk about Last my book very often. Standing. We don't talk about my book very often. Um, Let's get it up the Amazon charts, people. So, Screw the donations to book tickets. <laughs> Go buy Last Candidate Standing. Um, so I don't talk about my book very often. But I do think this had yeah. some of the same notes of Definitely. it, of like someone working their way up through the political, the ranks of a political yep. office, and yeah, the campaign um, scenes of the campaign office, and, yeah. yeah. So it reminded me a little bit of that, and it made me feel good that it reminded me of of mine because I thought it hit some of the same notes um, of mine in terms of campaigning and, and political. And I believe things. your book has a higher higher rating on book digits right now so there you go i'm not about the number of reviews though it's, <laughs> it's probably there's two reviews so huh, good call though um so do you want to talk about some upcoming things yeah i got i got a plethora so the first ones i want to start with are the yeah. ones that were trailers during the super bowl did you have any of those on your list no you're gonna talk about um, the rock being in 12 movies oh no i was gonna just ignore oh, that we okay. talked about that a little That's bit fun. last week um solo yeah not excited. Mm. The only thing I'm excited for is um, Donna Glover as Lando Calrissian. Right. The rest of it, I was like, it still doesn't seem like they have a movie, first of all. Yeah, I think, I do, I think that I think trailer is just cut I think with it's Crocodile Dundee stuff. again. I think it's just all elaborate uh, yeah. advertising. Um, but yeah, it seemed, there didn't really seem to be much of a narrative, and there was random, like just quotes from the movie but they didn't make any sense because they were out of context yeah, no, i thought the trailer was terrible and as someone pointed out like how many quirky petite brunettes do you need <laughs> in the star wars franchise yeah like amelia clark sure she's a great actress but we've seen that character six thousand times already in the star wars universe yeah i just i feel bad for the hardcore star wars fans out there because you're living in the wrong time like talking about us as patriots fans like how how much things change after you've dominated for so long and yeah. then it gets, becomes overkill and people turn on you. It's like, this is not going to end well. And they, they just announced like another trilogy of movies. Yeah. Like there's now like nine more movies, not including the next like episode nine. So there's like 10 <sighs> movies coming out of Star Wars in the next like five years or something. It's too no. much. It's overkill. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not super excited for that. Okay. The other one that was basically incomprehensible from star um from, from the super bowl, bowl yeah. was the jurassic park one um jurassic right disaster, i remember the chris pratt fallen does that fallen fallen world yes fallen world fallen park right so chris pratt was in weird beer commercials but this was separate yeah so i had seen one of the early trailers for it and i was like oh, it looks kind of interesting like they kind of have this moral choice of like do we save these dinosaurs because we made them and we're responsible for them or do we let them get blown up from a natural disaster yeah but then the newest trailer was like someone in their bed with a velociraptor <laughs> coming around the corner and like they were like running away from things but they're trying to save that it didn't make any sense to me so huh. it was a very poorly made trailer if you ask me and yeah. I, it made me very confused okay do you want to jump in and do a couple Sure. Uh, I was waiting for you to talk about Kim Possible. Is that on your list? Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Hit me with it. So what's going to happen? A live action Kim Possible. It's going to be made by Disney Channel. Is it not going to be in theaters? I didn't look that carefully. Saw okay. the headline and click it. Oh, wow. Stealing um, my hashtag. So, Kim Possible. Yeah. Good theme me, song. Ron Stoppable. Um, so I hope yeah. that I saw someone like fan cast this. Yeah. And it was um, the girl from Riverdale. Uh, yeah, I know you don't watch that, but there's a no. kind of snarky um, redhead from Riverdale, and I think she would be very good at being Kim Possible. Yeah, so it's going to be a TV movie. I'm okay with that. Yeah. So I think that could be pretty badass. Yeah. 
And that's a classic Disney Channel thing to bring back that I'm in support of. Good. We've been rewatching Boy Meets World, and Oof, it still holds up. So good. It still holds up. And I feel like... Are it, you new here? <laughs> are you new here? I feel like watching it, like, a lot of my personality came from Boy Meets World. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, very formative for me, I think. Like, some people have, like, Seventh Heaven or... Sure. Um, Full House. Full House or, yeah. or um, Fresh Prince or something. Yeah. Like, Boy Meets World is my version of that. Yeah, definitely. So, so it's good. been fun to rewatch. Uh, Lena Dunham's setting up a new HBO series, and she's gotten Miss Jennifer Garner attached I to it. I saw that. I do love Jennifer Garner. She's like America's sweetheart. I'll read a bit about this. So it's going to be called Camping. <laughs> this is a, a long-form series about a woman named Catherine trying to organize a camping weekend for her husband's 45th birthday. So this is a multi-part series about one weekend of camping. I'm fine with it being a multi-part series about kind of a micro-event. Yeah. What I'm not fine with is that it's about planning a trip, a planning a thing. I yeah. have enough stress about that in my life. Like, I think most people are stressed enough about, like, planning events and trying to get people together and stuff, and it's stressful to, like, be yeah. doing. I don't think I want to watch that. Like, hmm. we've talked about it before, but I don't love TV shows that are super realistic to some extent yeah like i have like i don't want to feel the normal stresses of my life also in a tv show sure. like i need some form of escape like even if it's realistic but if it's about something that doesn't affect my life like friday night lights or yeah like so, you know some sports thing then I'll, sure i can watch that or yeah. like a sitcom sure i'll watch that but when it's like too much of a normal stress that I deal with in everyday life. I don't. I don't need okay. that. I don't need. Extra so it's not Lena Dunham that. that's going to scare you away. It's going to be the compulsive <laughs> yeah, plan. Yes. Got it. So uh, I have another one that I'm a little yeah. bit concerned about of like sure. female uh, comedians. I feel pretty by Amy Schumer. Yeah, I heard there's been a lot of talk on the interwebs. So I'm intrigued because it has Busy Phillips, who I watch on Instagram often, and AD Bryant. Watch on Instagram. Is that a correct sentence? Yeah, she has Instagram stories, so she like does oh, a lot. She talks to the anyway. what world. Are we in? Um, and AD Bryant, who is my second favorite part of SNL. Yeah, she needs to be in SNL way more. So uh, those are like the side characters, but the Amy Schumer, I'm a little bit hit and miss. Where I didn't actually really like Trainwreck her movie. Yeah. Um, your book was much better version of that name. <laughs> One word. Um, so what I've heard about this movie is that she hits her head. She's convinced she's ugly at the beginning, hits her head, and thinks she's so, hot. So did you ever see Shallow How? That's what I was going to remind me of. It's when the reverse Gwyneth Paltrow of that. is fat. It's yeah. the reverse of that. Right. So it's she's hitting her head, and she sees herself differently. Yeah. Um, so I think it's meant to have a good message of, like, if you're just confident, mm -hmm. Like, if you don't spend as much time worrying about what you look like and you just are super confident, mm -hmm. then it can kind of change your perspective on things and change how people treat you. Mm -hmm. But it's not the rom-com that I want. No. It's a very good long um, Twitter thread about give us just a good rom-com with, like, witty writing and, like, decent acting and, like, people will pay to see it. Yeah. They don't need to be these, like trying to be a boys movie but for girls kind yeah. of movie or these like strange kind of like shove it down your face feminism that's not really feminism yeah <laughs> but then i heard a lot of the backlash is like like amy schumer is not a supermodel but she's also not ugly no she's like you would call her plus size in the modeling world yeah but yeah i guess the backlash was like 
okay, you're saying, so this should be people's picture of ugliness. So if you're uglier than that, then you're hideous. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not super um, body positive. It's trying to be body positive, but it's trying so hard that it's actually not. Yeah. So yeah. Mixed feelings about that. Uh, Can I do one more? Yeah, fine. Keep stepping on my toes. The not a good pairs team. Female comedian that I have no doubts about. Mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. Did you see the trailer for her new movie, Life of the Party? Uh, well, we saw her talking about it on Ellen. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I will pretty much watch anything that she's in. I think she's has amazing comedic You don't watch Mike and, and Molly. No. Okay, you're right. <laughs> Any movie that she's in or yeah. SNL skit that she is in, yeah. I do not lower myself to Mike and Molly. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, nor should Melissa McCarthy lower herself to Mike and Molly. <laughs> True. But um, I feel like even movies that... I don't know. I guess I don't know that I've seen all of all of her movies. But like Spy, she's like a fantastic in. Yeah. And I'm hoping this is in kind of that same vein of that. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a spoof a little bit on college movies mm-hmm. um, because the mom goes back to college with the daughter. Right. Um, after kind of a traumatic thing happens in her life. Um, and it seems pretty funny. So I'm into it. Cool. Go ahead, darling. Is it my turn now? Sure. Joaquin. Joaquin. Is going to play the Joker. I did Because we need another Joker in another Batman-adjacent movie. I mean, we didn't need another Spider-Man, and I still really liked the new Spider-Man. But... No, I'm not buying this one at all. No, I'm over Batman. So this is separate from the Christopher Nolan universe. It's not Ben Affleck. Separate from the Jared Leto, Leto, Leto whatever his name is, and Ben Affleck universe. Okay. This is a standalone Joker movie. That just doesn't even make sense. Like, the Joker is an interesting villain, but he's he? not a, a standalone movie kind of character. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that's bad news for me. Um, the other, the last one that I have is, mm-hmm. um, have you ever heard anything about Every Day, the um, uh, young adult book by David Leviathan? Uh, I've s- seen the cover, didn't click it. Okay, so there's going to be a movie, and I saw the trailer of it. It's coming out, like, next month, so I don't know if they don't have any advertising budget for it or whatever. Yeah. But let me tell you the premise of the book, and think if you, you can think in your head if this would be a good movie, what the mo- okay. what the movie um, potential would be sure. for it. Um, that is a, a metric on book digits, yeah. movie potential. So... It is a book about this boy, or person, I should say, who identifies okay. as a boy, okay. who wakes up every single day of his life in a yep. different person's body, and okay. lives in that per- inhabits that person's body for one day, yep. and the next day wakes up as somebody else. Huh. And they all tend to be in like the same area of the country. Okay. Um, but other than that, there's no rhyme or reason for who he ends up. And they all also, sorry, they all also tend to be around his age. Hmm. So he's in high school. Do you think that would be something to film as a movie? Well, first I was going to say, that's going to connect to our the next book we're going to talk about, probably. Yes, actually. Um, about waking up in different bodies. But no, because they're <laughs> probably going to do, I would say two thumbs down, because they're probably going to do it with a terrible voiceover, where you have one consistent voice, and a lot of actors trying to play off of that, and it will not work. Yeah, so yeah. there's going to be a lot of actors trying to all act like one person yeah and have to act significantly differently from when they're themselves because a lot of times they're actually recurring characters like can't, he sees we the can't person. do it tatiana maslani style and have one actor do all the 
No. All the genders uh, and all the... If they the... didn't advertise at all and it's coming out in like two months, I don't mm. think they had the budget to be doing prosthetics and mm. all of that. So it was an okay book. Like, it would have been a better kind of just like short story or just like premise mm -hmm. than an actual book. Like, they kind of started to get into why that happens and then didn't really get into it. And yeah. uh, there's like a romance and... A one-day romance. Well, that's the thing. It carries mm. on. Oh, we'll get into that when we talk about our next book, don't yeah. we? Yeah. So it carries on through the different characters that he's in, but then it's like, is there a future for it if that's if there's no end in sight for this jumping people mm -hmm. thing? And and then kind of the agency of it. Like, if he's in another person's body, mm -hmm. is it okay for him to kiss someone using that person's body? So there's a lot mm -hmm. of kind of moral questions it brings up as well. Um, so, yeah, I... I will. I will not be seeing that. It was. It was a decent book, but I. I actually. I might see it just out of curiosity. Yeah. But I don't know that it's going to succeed very well, especially low budget. Okay, I have one last one to close us out. Okay. So Seth Rogen and his partner Evan from Superbad. Okay. You know creation, has sold a pilot called Twenty Five to CBS, which I never thought CBS would be interested in a Seth Rogen show. Don't okay. think. I'll just read you the synopsis. You tell me if this rings any bells. Okay. It's called 25. It's a hybrid comedy that follows a 20-something. I'm guessing he's 25. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, who moves to Austin to convince his old best friend from camp that they are perfect for each other. But she just got engaged. A lot of guys would give up, but Kyle is not one of those guys. Sound like anything familiar? Every movie? Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? Yeah, but backwards, so it's creepier. Yeah. Mm. I thought so, you were going to say it sounded like um, the one I mentioned last week with um, Divine, um, Adam Divine, the Netflix one. Oh, yeah. Who she's engaged to someone else until he goes back in time to try and change the the story, of the right. order of events. But yeah, this one based off of a summer camp romance. So yeah, it's just odd timing that they would come out with this and think it was original, but... All right. Hmm. Is that all we've got? That's all we've got. We gotta go finish watching our ice skating because you right. paused it in the middle of our podcast. Well, we have to go see who wins the team medal. I chose Ooh. podcasting over the Olympics. Okay. Priorities. Uh, so we'll be back next week. And between now and then, I'll post some of those links on our Twitter, which is at DDGetDown. Yep. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Heather324. And buy our book. Maybe. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening. See you next bye, week. Bye, 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 bye. You gotta get down with the get down. Well now, get down, get down, earth, get down, get down, earth, get down, maybe we can talk our neighbors into doing the same thing. Get down, get down, get down, get down. Get down. Get down. Get down. Get down.